get me. I am changing. Changing. <laughs> I'm trying every way I can. Ooh, that was I a good am one. Changing. Changing. Oh. Damn, I'm I'll letting be myself be her than Kelly. I am. I'm trying. <laughs> To find a way, I can't, I can't go on. To understand, yeah. Well, all right. guys, all right, all right. I hope that gave it Thank away. Thank you for those lyrical stylings. <laughs> this episode is all about trans and shit. <laughs> okay, well, welcome to Black Girls Texting, where we open the doors to our sacred group chat because everyone knows millennials text, but we're talking too. We're talking. We're still figuring out that intro, guys. Um, but I'm Charles Pinky. I'm Glenn uh, at Bedsty Brat. I'm Shade at Ramsey. And this week we're going to be talking about transitioning because we're all twenty somethings. Why don't we sing that? Oh shit! We should have done that. Oh, that made more sense. I just feel like that song's a classic, though. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, Glenn. Um, God, are we going right into that first? I think we should just pop into it. I mean, people get it. We're going through a lot of shit. So, okay. I mean, this is a broad subject. Mm-hmm. So we thought, you know, we can speak to it at a lot of different angles. Like people are transitioning in careers. People are transitioning with relationships, friendships. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, let's just jump straight in. Like, Yeah, I can start. Mine is light. So teaching... I've been teaching now for three years. Um, It's become an unexpected, like, love of mine. Um, I'm actually ending my teaching career, at least for a while. Um, And it's really sad, but also super exciting. Um, I am ending my contract, so I won't be teaching next year because I couldn't dedicate a whole nother year. And you can't quit mid-year being a teacher. Well, you can, but then you're an asshole um but so yeah 25 years old currently unemployed as of friday technically unemployed maybe but then after august i won't have fun money Mm. (laughs) fun money (laughs) i guess i gotta start to hustle and figure it out yeah so this is interesting and I want to ask you some questions about this. But, so you're 25. Yeah. Um, when you graduated from college, you went straight into... Oh, you had a couple like other jobs, right? Yeah. I was at, When I first graduated from college, I was a concierge at Mercedes House, which is like a very beautiful apartment building um, in Hell's Kitchen. And I, ba- I had my own office. I had no supervisors. Like It was a pretty fucking sweet job, mm-hmm. to be honest. I watched Netflix, <laughs> did a lot of research. Um, and then, like, occasionally someone would come in and be like, can you get me dinner reservations at the Polo Club? And I would just look in the Rolodex and do it. Right. Um, but it was a really sweet gig, but it was kind of unfulfilling. Um, and so I quit because I got this position at a school. And then immediately I was like, fuck, what am I doing? Why would I quit that sweet-ass job? Mm. Like, I'm literally getting paid to do nothing. Mm. Um, and whatever, I had already quit, so it was too late. I even called my the concierge people, and I was like, I changed my mind. I don't want to quit. And they were like, 
you already quit. You can't do <laughs> like, that. That's not how it works. Wait, but also, <laughs> I think you have to let people know, like, your other passion, because that True. was a huge factor. Right. Well, my my dream, big goal, passion, what I want to do, what I will be doing is acting. That's right. Speak it. Um, yeah, but, but I feel like I'm so much more than, like, one thing, because I'm definitely also a teacher. Like, I feel like I'm... I am finally, now that it's over, <laughs> I'm finally comfortable calling myself a teacher yeah. and finally very proud wow. of being a teacher and feel super like my skill set as a teacher is irreplaceable. Yes. Um, but shit, I'm inspired. It's, it's inspiring. Too. And I'm about to be a teacher. Oh, yeah. Oh so my that's, God. that's the. Yeah. We, so so Glenn is basically going to start working at the place that I'm leaving right. um and she's going to embark on this journey and I know she's going to love it. Yeah. Um literally just like working with those kids and understanding that that you really make an impact. Like you're changing these kids. You can change how they think. Mm-hmm. You can really inspire them. It's just, it's a great job. It changes the world. Yeah. And you've gotten your feet wet with teaching. I have, I have. I've been like, so that, this is another thing I was thinking about. So I'm 26 now. And um, when I got out of college, I went straight into the Peace Corps. And then I went straight into a master's program. So I never had this like moment of uncomfort Mm. where I didn't know where my money was coming from, where I felt like unstable, where I was at liberty. But I graduated from my master's last summer and between 2017 of June and now I've been doing a lot of random ass shit and feeling really crazy not gonna lie right really crazy but I feel like it was important for me to have this weird moment of like it was such a quintessential 20 something moment I Mm -hmm. feel like so where you you don't know what's going on kind of and you're constantly being challenged and it makes you like super independent so I feel like that's what you're about to enter literally like Mm -hmm. but were you looking for jobs that whole time girl yes (laughs) Damn, I'm scared. No, don't be scared. Don't be scared. I was looking for jobs, but I also knew that at the end of the day, so similar to you, like as a writer, Mm. I just really wanted to focus on that as an art form and as a craft, and I didn't really want to work. I was just very picky about where I would want to work. I didn't Mm. want like a traditional nine to five, I guess. So that made things more difficult for me. Um, Can we please talk about your job that lasted like that four days girl too i was oh. in the nine to five i was like oh nah this was a huge mistake <laughs> glenn had a job Whoa. for two whole days two days wait you I so they hired you girl because yes. i remember you interviewed yes and then you said you don't have a job to who because I left because you quit. <laughs> but it was within a week. Girl, the first day I showed up and they were talking about all this cute ass fucking corporate stuff that I had seen on TV. Let's have an all hands meeting. We we're all <laughs> sitting at a long table. I was like, this is so cute. Like, we're, I really have a real job. And then it, and then it sucked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Because I was looking. Yo, then it sucked to be at a full time job. But. Teaching, you know what's, okay, so this is the thing about teaching, too, that I found is that, like, sometimes I would doubt, like, damn, I don't know how to phrase this, because we all know that, like, teaching is super admirable. But But it's not cool. Yeah. I was like, I need a cool job. Like, I need something related to my field. And, you know, we both joined this, like, very exclusive members club, and I was at this, like, cocktail mixer, and people were asking me what I do, and I told them I teach, and they all thought I was, like on the university level. Right. You know? Yeah. But 
one thing I will say, like the deeper you, so we basically what you're going to embark on is a different sort of teaching. So it it comes with a lot of privilege. Like you're not going to be, someone's not going to be chasing you down your back to make sure you're doing all these assessments and mm. tests. Um, it's a private school. Um, it's in Reggio Emilia style, which I knew nothing about, but it's very like respect the child, follow what the child's interested in, mm -hmm. um, chase those interests, cultivate your um, curriculum based off of the children. Like it's very cool. And because you're a creative person like yeah. me, um, I think you're going to love it. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's not traditional. Know, oh, I'm sorry. sorry it's not like traditional school. Right. I'm curious to know what you learned during your two day stint about yourself. <laughs> oh, oh your t what was the job, anyways? Your two um, days as a. It was like in tech, kind of tech. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know what she was doing. What was, was your title? Development. I was a, uh, like an editorial associate, but I wasn't doing any actual writing. I was like sourcing material. It okay. was just a whole. It was just. Mm, no. And then I dealt with some really weird uh, microaggressions on the first day that I got there. Like? Ooh. This woman gonna come over to me with a um, <laughs> cardboard box. She had just collapsed. And I had my hair out like I was on maybe like day three of my fro. It was it, like very stretched, <laughs> extended to the heavens. And she comes over <laughs> with her box and says, I just want to go boop and then smushes the cardboard box down onto my hair. What'd you do? What'd I you was do? Stunned. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I was like, huh, what? Come I don't on. know what to do. How is the hair touching thing still happening in 2018? With the box, <laughs> she said she oh, wanted just... to go boop. And in and my like... head, I would have been like, blop, with my <laughs> hand to her face. <laughs> Yo, instinctively, right? Wait. No, not just you want to go boop. You did go boop, girl. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> she did a Kanye scoop, did he? That's exactly what it was. That's what it was. It was ridiculous. And how did you quit? Oh, I called on the phone. I almost emailed. I would have emailed. I ain't shit. I almost emailed. Damn. But I was like, let me not be that person. But it ha what happened was that I got the offer from the school the day after I started. And I was like, I'm not doing this. You know now they're never going to hire another black woman. Oh, Chelsea. <laughs> you fucked it up for the woman from behind me. They were loving me. They <laughs> were real sad, actually. Like, Wait, what was your excuse? Out. Were you like, I can't work here because... I literally said I just got another job. And I don't know. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's and, fair. But that, yeah. that felt like super liberating, too. And like, a, like I was taking a step towards like something. Right. Like, like carving out my own life in a way. Yeah. Like on my own terms. You know? Like I'm not going to go to this office and sit here. And spend money with y'all to eat out at lunch. I don't know. I couldn't do it. So my life. <laughs> also, just to jump back to but what you were. I don't know if this is related, mm -hmm. but whatever. It's on my spirit, so I'm going to say it. Um, when we, I was at dinner the other day with like one of my boys who um, he's like super cool, super plugged in. Mm -hmm. He like owns like this weed company, cannabis, he says, company in California. Um, and I was with him and like all these artists and this publicist and they were like, what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I'm a kindergarten teacher. And they were all like, Oh, that's so cute. And I wanted to beat the shit out of all of them. Oh. <laughs> I was literally like, I have a fucking job and yeah. it's a real job Those and it's a hard fake, job. They be doing. Yeah. Your job is, I don't even know what you do. I could do what you do easily. They all be consultants <laughs> in quotes. 
Anyways, I just had to pop that in. You would Stop. do it in a more legit way. Yeah, I mean, wherever the money is. The girl was corny. She like was supposed to be like plugged into New York City. I know no more shit about New York City than she will I'm ever sure. know. Um, but anyways, I'm just. No, I know. I I totally uh, feel what you're saying. Yeah. Like, so get prepared for all the. Oh, you're so. Cute. And it's like what? It's girl? like <laughs> bitch. stop. What grade are you gonna have? First. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Scary. <laughs> oh, they're amazing. I love... I was thinking You're about... You're going to be so good. Because I was working this after school this past year, and I was thinking about how, like, they're just little humans, and they're so fascinating to me, and they're super complex and dynamic, even at, like, seven years old. For sure. And yeah. we communicate on a, like, mature level. I don't do... There's no, like, baby talking or whatever. Gross. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just such it's a amazing. weird, like, social thing that is just a part of society any like society is like you leave your family and you might be like the only child or Mm -hmm. like the youngest and then you have to just be put into this classroom of like 20 kids and it's a whole new ball game and learning how to navigate social spaces and being a nice person not just because it's i don't know it's just so cool and it never stops like we're i mean i feel like i'm in like a that class myself every time I go to work and like I'm yep. in a new space or a new meeting you have to like navigate people and navigate their personalities mm-hmm. yeah you learn all of that right at the wee wee age of exactly. like exactly and literally three. brain development like last year I worked in pre-k um with four-year-olds and now I moved up with my children and I worked in kindergarten but literally their brain development is so incredible and you learn about that like as you're teaching like at a certain age they don't they can't fathom empathy. Like, they're only thinking about mm. themselves. So you literally have to, like... I mean, A, they have to mature, and their brain has to develop, but you have to teach that. Yeah. 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 My sister's always telling my niece, be kind. And it's so cute. But, right. like, yeah, you But at a certain age, that. it's like, it's no. The world is about me yeah. and my needs, and mm-hmm. that's just what her brain is doing. like me. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's where I am now. Sade's still well, I think that's where you- two years old. <laughs> No, I think that's what you're going to have to do in this time right now, in this transitionary phase that you're entering in. Yeah. Like, be selfish. Yeah. Literally be selfish. Like, do focus on your damn self. God. You got It'll this. It'll be liberating. Okay. You're going to figure really it out. excited for you. Like, when you look at everything in retrospect, I was actually funny. I just, um, on our Instagram account, commented on this, uh, like, fit, she's, Kim Kardashian's trainer, but um, mm. shout out to Fit Girl Mel. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes. She was working like at Saragina, and I remember having drinks, yes. wow. and she was the bartender, and she wow. was like ripped, and her body was just amazing. And I was like, uh, Miss, who are you? What do you do? What do you eat? What do you not eat? Like, mm-hmm. what, like, tell me everything. And we were just like shooting the shit, having cocktails, and I guess she moved out to LA, and now she is. Kim Kardashian's trainer and that's she just fucking crazy today being like a year later I'm still that same girl from Brooklyn yes. but like so much has changed and I was like shit well remember um what's her name ugly worldwide she's yeah. like a model now she's literally everywhere she just did like a cover with who's like the that beautiful oh, that really ducky. dark yes ducky ducky right mm-hmm. um they just did a like a picture together a campaign together but literally a year ago she was just at some party with us, mad right. regular. And she talks about it on her Instagram. She was dealing with mad shit. And she was mad cool with us. And now she's just like 
a fucking international model. Yeah. Supermodel, one would say. She's on mad campaigns now. A lot could change in a year. So just like be ready. Throw yourself in there. I'm be like, ready. Should, should I? Should I go become a teacher? No. I'm, I'm, no. Well, Shada, you're going through a kind of right. Yeah. Do you want to touch on it? I am. I was just like yelling at my parents in the car because they are on some like everything happens for a reason. It'll be okay. And I'm like, fuck that. God, I hate when people say that. <laughs> no, I say it to people. I don't and like I, it. And I totally firmly believe in it. But in the moment when you're like stressed, it's so hard to like. I'm also super type A and controlling. So like you talking about like not knowing and like being that like would freak you would freak you out. I'd be like, huh. <laughs> I can't, I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't function. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm potentially moving. So still TBD. I know we talked about this before and I've been saying this for what, like three, maybe a month now. Well, when are you going to find out? So I talked to my boss today and he was just like, they had really great feedback. Like, everyone really liked you. Everyone had great things to say about you, but they're still, like, going through other candidates. And I'm like, who? Like, who is better than me? You so know? you really want to go. I thought you didn't really. No, I, like, want to go. But okay. I was just really nervous and unsure. And, like, as I learned more about the role and talked to different people I'd be working with, I was like, okay, yes. Like, this is perfect for me. Like, I jokingly say, like, in your career, you kind of, like, build your toolbox. And I'm like, ugh. Like, I would get some, like, clutch-ass tools from my <laughs> toolbox in this job. Yeah. But I just don't know what the future holds. Um, and I'm, like, super controlling. So I have, like, a plan A through D. So, like, this is A right now. But I'm trying to, like, cultivate B and C. And I'm like, y'all niggas need to get it together because i'm on to b and c like right. what's happening what's going on right um so like even a day's worth of like mulling i'm like oh, i can go through like 50 different emotions and it's stressful but i'm also learning a lot about myself and i'm learning a lot about what i want i'm learning a lot in my relationships with my friends and like thinking about like not being here going to i'd be going to san francisco so like going to a different place and like at first i was like oh that's so scary and now i'm like fuck it like let's go yeah. Well, I commend you for that. Like, I even have, I have a one of my parents because we work at a private school, so a lot of the parents are very connected. Mm. Um, one of the parents was like, you know, hit me up whenever you need it. Like, I have, she works at Netflix, um, and so I was like, yeah. What are the positions in New York? <laughs> and she's like, to be honest, like, you will not get hired in New York. Like the the office in New York is too small. Like you would have to move to LA, but like it would be great for you. Da, 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 da. And like, that sounds great, but that's terrifying. What? Why? I, have such a, I have a network here. Like I have, I know so many people here. You're 25. Girl. I know, oh, but sorry, it's, you're 20, 26. Extend I'm 25. Your network. Are you 25? Don't 25? try oh, to bad. rush me before my time. Whatever. But like <laughs> you're, you're going to grow a network. 10 times over in the next three four years yes yeah i don't know it's just scary it's scary like i'm here i'm in constant scaredness fear (laughs) right now something to us the other day what did you say was like in the group chat you were like if you're not afraid like you ain't living right or something like like that yeah but i could say that oh practice (laughs) what you preach girl i know i'm the number one person like throwing out fucking euphemisms and then i'm like fuck that euphemism (laughs) no that's literally like the life of a teacher all day long i'm like 
I'm like, talk it out. Like, work it out. Don't just walk away. Talk about it. And if I get mad, I walk the fuck away. I ain't got nothing to say. Not I'm like, to that text. I just ignore. I'm mad passive aggressive and childish. But you're right. I should practice what I preach, preach and, preach. and yeah. uh, lean into the fear a bit. Lean in. Lean into the fear. I like that. Yeah. It makes well, you feel that's alive. a good new phrase. Yeah. Yeah. And... I could probably get a cool network in LA. Probably. Sure. Absolutely. Without right. a doubt. Maybe. Okay, but here's we'll the see. thing. We could talk about jobs forever and ever, and like this could almost be like its own episode. And we probably should have our own job episode. We'll yeah. do another one. We'll mm-hmm. do another we'll do another one when I figure out if I'm, you know, on this side of the country or not. <laughs> but um I think a lot of the fear comes down to the relationships we've established. So mm-hmm. another subject in transitioning is you know our our love lives (sighs) well why don't you speak a little bit on some of your hesitations for moving oh country oh Oh, yeah i was gonna like direct this to chelsea light skin peen you went like (laughs) and like you popped it over to me you pop you pop oh too soon (laughs) too soon (laughs) i just want to go boop and you did it um yeah, well, definitely some of my hesitations were like, oh, my God, I'm, like, newly in a relationship that's getting more serious. And I was just like... They say I love you. They do. Yes, we do. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is anything sacred? No, no, I'm an open book. I'm totally an open book. Um, but, yeah, I just got into, like, a new relationship. And I was really, like, the first thing I thought about when I thought about the opportunity was like, oh my God, yes. Like I can go over to California. I've been dying to get out of New York. And I was like super pumped. And like, I swear to you in like a span of 10 seconds, I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> right. your boyfriend. Right, there's someone else to consider. <laughs> yeah. And like, that has never been like how I function. Like it's going to sound like I'm an evil bitch, but like I always am thinking about myself first. <laughs> so I started like freaking out and like freaking out at him just being like, I care about you too much. And he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I was like literally yelling at him because I was like, I'm mad that I care. And your he eyes was, are getting watery. And he was like, so intense. I know I get emotional, but he was like, you're mad at me because you care about me. So you're yelling at me. And I was like, yeah, I don't fucking get it. Like, I don't know why I feel this way. I'm really confused by these emotions and I'm really overwhelmed. And like, it was almost like a cry out for being like, tell me that this is like valid and I'm not crazy. Right. And he was just like, and he told you it was valid and you're not crazy. Yeah. 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 So like that was reassuring. He was basically like, yo, like, gonna be fine we're gonna be okay you could be here you could be anywhere like it's gonna be fine and I was like oh my god okay but still like I don't know we started spending so much time together like some of my favorite things are like waking up and him being there or like coming home and like and come you know like Mm -hmm. so oh my god Chelsea yeah (laughs) so it was just like oh wow like that that could not be my reality for a little bit of time and it kind of freaked me out but again but he might be able to go there with you. Yes. Possibly, yeah. But also getting comfortable in that discomfort and, like, working through that in a relationship. Because, like, my dream in my own career would be to, you know, travel a lot. Right. And, like, he's working on his own projects that would require him to travel a lot. So there could be times that, like, we're not together for, like, two, three weeks, maybe months. And, like, just being okay with that. And also not... Having that person be your everything. Facts. What, what did we hear about at that wedding, Glenn? Yeah, something like, 
you you don't like a person doesn't complete you you're already a full person when you enter into a relationship mm. i guess it's more like they compliment you or something yeah um yeah because we learned this whole thing that you that you're like a half of a person until right yeah until like you're looking your for your soulmate and yeah, like all yeah. those like corny necklaces where you like put the two things yeah together. yeah right and it's like no you're your own shit right and so. you can't forget that yo randomly i was watching sex in the city too which is the most terrible low-key racist misogynistic oh when they go to dubai movie. yes great movie <laughs> you can't be serious right horrible movie it was so it, um great homophobic series. like it was so bad but they, there was this whole thing where, like, Carrie was talking about leaving her house for two days out of the week so that she and Big could remember that they were their own people before they met. And they would go on, like, date nights on those evenings. Sade's face is, like, pure disgust what and confusing. That's confusing. so weird. Oh, I think it's kind of dope. Like, she already oh. had her own apartment. Oh. And she's a writer. So she was going to her. She was just getting some space. Right. You know? But- like, give yourself a chance to miss the person. That's the part that I get confused about. Really? I don't. Yeah. Well, same. Because when I'm in a relationship, it's like I want to like climb up the person's butthole and I live know. there. And I think sometimes <laughs> it's not like super healthy, right? No, you're probably right. It's we not. do talk about this a lot, actually. Yeah. Our very different views of like the dynamic of the relationship. Mm. But that's also a part. Like a relationship is constantly in transition. Like you're constantly learning something new about the other person. Facts. You know. Yeah. I was just telling Glenn as we were coming up the elevator, like, <laughs> my boyfriend and I, like, we didn't get to a fight. We just got into this, like, hilarious tiff. And, like, he just, like, started calling me out on shit. And then I started calling him out on shit. And then I was, like, ignoring him. And I grabbed the phone. And he's like, you are always on the fucking phone. He's like, here, take my phone. Here, where's the laptops? Where are the iPads? And, like, put all the devices in front of me. And he was like, now you have a plethora of content. He is dramatic. I know. I was like, what a drama king. But I was cracking up. And I was like, I didn't even know it bothered you that, like, I'm I'm always on my phone, you know? And, like, I was like, I didn't even know that, you know? So, like, you're constantly, like, learning something about yourself and the other person. For sure. I mean, and I say that I want space from someone, but then if they're not mm. up my butthole, I'm like, what? where are they? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, I want you to text me all the time and then not text me at all, kind of. It's very weird. Gosh. It's very weird. And also, I feel like now in our generation, it's like not cool to just be transparent and just say what you need. Everyone is like playing a game constantly. Yeah. Um, I got called out on that too. It's like yeah. it makes it just so much harder than it needs to be. Like, just say what you need in the relationship, but then you're scared of getting played because somebody could just embarrass you and have you looking like a clown. Right. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the the situation that I just got out of makes me feel like I'm like <laughs> I don't even know if I'm in a place to fully think about. I mean, I've thought a lot about it, but to reflect on it in too much depth. Um, just, like, ways that I'm going to move forward. Like, I don't want to be completely, like, closed off to people. But I was, like, super vulnerable with this person. And shit just got weird as fuck. Um, and it's very interesting to think about distance. Because we, when we started dating, I was, sta- li- like, living in L.A. for a little while. He, where he lives. And then I moved back to New York. And that's just when shit just started getting weird. And you know what's so interesting when you think about... Like, you can see the full picture in retrospect and now like so many things that were said and so many things that happened are so like 
glaring red flags for me right now that like before I was just fucking lost in the sauce. Like I've been lost in the fucking sauce. Ooh, like I feel like the I dick just, sauce will get you. It wasn't Ew, even the dick. Don't say dick because sauce. we weren't even okay, in the Chelsea, same. Are you kidding me? City. Light skin peen. Sorry, keep going. No, we weren't even in the same city. I was just Cream like filling. deeply. <laughs> I was just, like, very much in love with this person, um, and it was just, yeah. It, at certain points, it felt, like, very mutual and very safe, and then it felt, like, just totally unsafe and very, like, I don't know if I'm making any sense. No. Okay. But in terms like, of, you, like, safe. That, the I mean love, that you loved him too much. No, maybe? I mean, like, secure. I think I was looking for security. Okay, so there's two things. I was talking to my roommate about this last night, actually. Um, because when I first entered the relationship, I was totally like cavalier about it. This was the the beginning of my like free self, like my twenty five, like age twenty five to twenty six, fucking around trying to figure my shit out. Twenty five savage. Twenty five savage mode, right? I was <laughs> literally walking around with a ring that said savage. I just graduated from my master's <laughs> program. I was staying in LA for the summer. I had. So made some really good money the semester prior. So I was caking and I wasn't doing anything but like gallivanting about the city with this dude that I was like very like head over heels, right? Living my best life, like my best life. Um, and then I get back to New York and I enter the like discom- like the uncomfortable phase and my, oh, and I, so backtrack, like in the beginning, I was so cavalier about the relationship. I put no pressures on it. I didn't really care. I, I felt like I totally had the upper hand, right. which a friend of mine told me recently that relationships, the power is a constant shift. Mm, like, you know, you always feel true. like you need like, I just need to get back in control. I don't know how I was like, I lost control. <laughs> like, you don't know how many conversations I've had like that where with some of your friends will be like, you need to take control. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, I understand. Like you just want to be the, bo- you want to boss up, but then sometimes you're like in a super vulnerable position and yeah. you become vulnerable to that person, which allows them to have another level of control. What do you need to or boss up about? Just feeling like, like I'm not in control enough of my feelings. Like maybe I'm like too vulnerable oh, right now. Like, like I'm cursing too someone weak. out. Okay. Got you it. know, about not feelings. weak in a, in a sense, but like weak for you or something. Like one person's always more into it than the other person at any given time at any mm-hmm. given time and it switches and flip-flops yes it always goes back and forth and i think it's it, it also it, uh it's influenced by like what you're going through in your Can in your life be mutual i mean I we guess- were very much mutual at a certain point but mm-hmm. then so another level of this is that we were both going through extreme personal transitions at the same time Oof. and his personal transition was a lot further behind mine so there came all, all this stuff about like ego and like how much he was progressing in terms of me because I feel like um, technically I have no problem being in transition with someone because we should be able to be resources for each other and like work together and like right. g- like build and grind together like on some power couple shit. But it was just like too difficult. The male it was ego. Such a push and I was gonna say all the to time. like generalize, but like yeah. I have encountered like in a few relationships, like the male ego can be a little like stupid it's fragile yeah yeah yeah. like i was trying to find fragile that's the word that you're looking for a pc word and like (laughs) i couldn't find one but which i understand like how that can happen just from like what society's trying to tell you but like it can be really frustrating and hard to even communicate with someone when like they're so prideful Yeah, yeah prideful and just going through things that i am never going to really understand because we're not in the same place i think and 
I just, in the, in the process, I learned that I really want to be, like, a supportive person. I learned how compassionate and caring I can be for a person um, if they're my partner. But um, it started to just suck the life out of me yeah. on one hand. Um, and it was just, the, on the different pages thing, we just kept missing each other. We just kept missing each other. Um, and I realized when I looked closer at the things, all the steps he was making, they were so based around his own independence. And I'm like, all right, you need time to do your thing. And I'm by me, like putting this pressure on you, it's gonna, you're, you're going to resent me for it. And I'm going to resent you because you're not giving me what I know or what I realized that I want now, basically. Every relationship is a lesson. And I think like, that's a huge point that you just made. Like you don't even know what you need you think you need and then the person doesn't give you what you think you need and then you later on find out like oh that's not actually what I needed it's like a fucking merry-go-round facts and I mean I could think about in the beginning of our relationship when he was like on it on it on it and I was like ah yikes oh my god Uh, you're freaking me out and then these days I would have taken just like a fraction of that shit but it, it 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 is what it is so I had this whole come to Jesus moment and I just nip that shit in the bud yo that's beautiful though because you have to also like own it in a way you yeah. know like some people will just like ride it out and just see what happens and crash and burn like fuck we, no like i'm so it, bad like, at breaking up running into a, a burning building <laughs> yeah yeah chelsea let's put uh you in the hot seat what <laughs> my seat is ice cold is your seat cold what's going on with you <laughs> Mum is the motherfucking word, I guess. It's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated, and I don't even know what's going on with me. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. But Glenn, to give you some advice, <laughs> I actually welcome the advice from she Chelsea. Pivoted, Chelsea gives good advice, but we'll I take give it. great advice, but then I can't really take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really have any advice right now. I was just trying to get my seat you a little cold. You, oh, girl, you better think quick. <laughs> No, I'm proud of you for, um, you know, making up your mind. But also, I always say this. I feel like people in relationships, maybe especially black women, maybe this is a generalization, try to be so hard. Mm-hmm. And um, my thing as I'm getting older and even as uh, I don't know how this is going to sound, but fuck it. I'm just going to say it. I've offended y'all already. Um, <laughs> I made good friends with an, a white a white woman who's like 31 and um and she's married and we worked together and anytime i would like get into like these moods she would always be like do you want to fight like do you know what i'm saying like is that is that feeding you is that making you happy no it's making you upset so just address it say i don't want to fight with you can we figure out what the issue is Mm -hmm. and that is something that's so simple but my whole life in terms of like romantic relationships i'm always like nope you're gonna apologize to me first i'm not bowing down i'm missing like all this head rolling and eye rolling and Mm. the finger popped up i was like like, oh shit i don't want it like no for real like i've been known to be a little abusive in my relationships oh like i will like i will like push the man and say like you know like i'm not apologizing but the older i get i'm just like I don't like fighting. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to not bow down, but just be like, yo, I really care about you and I don't want to fight with you. Do you want to fight with me? I don't want to fight with you. Can we figure it out? That's, I mean, that's so interesting because, and I think this is a conversation people have over and over again that you feel like if, if there's like 
tumultuous them. <laughs> I mean, but if it, it okay, if, if the, the boat is, is rocky, tumultuous. Yeah, I, don't right? know if you I was looking for the other like an kind of yeah other form. Mm. If the situation You're is the tumultuous, <laughs> um, we are we are prone to think that it it, it means that it's more like passionate or whatever mm, not felt, right? me like he I don't love you unless he be novella. grabbing your phone yo i used to think like that i yeah. had a i had an ex-boyfriend who granted he did love me a lot and probably still does um and we will always love each other mm-hmm. right but we knew we were dating when we were very young and there was a lot of Sneaking into each other's phone, getting the password, <laughs> like mad, unhealthy shit that was happening. And at that point in my life, I was like, he really loves me. Mm-hmm. Nah. Cause doing that. Because you saw that shit on TV. Yo, tell me how my boyfriend's playing um, Call of Duty or some shit. Like one of those games where you can like talk to people through the headsets. And he's oh playing God. it last night. Yo, this night- shit Fortnite had me rolling so this guy is playing and he has a headset in but he's fighting with his girlfriend at the same time (laughs) (laughs) so he's like bro bro why you press why you mad i ain't even doing shit i'm out here trying to make money my nigga oh that's what he's playing games with i'm trying to make money and you out here Uh talking about who i'm texting what the fuck i'm doing and now other people are chiming in being like you should be single bro (laughs) he's like no i know bro i know and he's like fighting with the chick on the on like why he's playing the game basically being like you don't trust me you're going through my phone you're going through my shit nah and i look at my boyfriend and i go why don't you talk to me like that but the sex gets (laughs) no 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 it gets passionate in the bed you can be passionate without somebody being like my nigga my nigga you're right you're right <laughs> oh why are you going God. through my phone yo it was the funny he like turned the volume up i've never heard something like that. i didn't know that that was real that. i thought that was solely like an episode of love and hip-hop i was just gonna say oh that is very real yo i just saw a clip of you remember when stevie J brought mimi mimi in the room and it was jocelyn was already there and he had proposed to her and gave her a ring was playing the piano then he's like open up the doors and Mimi comes in and he proposes to her too. Yes, yes, and yes. he says, and then Jocelyn freaks the fuck, the fuck Wait, out. He proposes to her? He gave her a diamond yeah. ring and he was like, you two are a part of the light partner gang. Get on my bus. <laughs> like you on my CVJ bus. And Jocelyn was freaking <laughs> out. And Mimi, Mimi was dying laughing because she don't give a shit about Stevie. Yeah, she's thinking right. he's a clown. But, but Jocelyn loves Stevie and right. was like, damn, you just fucking played me on national... Whatever. Unrelated. so many thoughts about Jocelyn Hernandez. She could get an entire episode. She gets her I own think episode. She is a, Where is she icon. now? Okay, we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk yeah. about it. Y'all don't be going on these damn tangents. Y'all be killing me. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I guess I started it with the Call of Duty. But anyways, yes. <laughs> like you... You see a lot of things too when you're young and you have certain expectations like... I'm finding in this relationship, I'm basing a lot of, like, what I understand to be, like, how a relationship should go based on my last relationship, which was a fucking mess. Mm. So I'm mm. like, oh, wait, that's not a good idea mm-hmm. because that did not end well. So, like, mm-hmm. don't use that as your point right. of reference. Good point. But, like, to make it all kind of come back to the transitioning, I think that as we're transitioning with, like, like something that you said really resonated with me, Glenn, about you're both going through it personally, but then you're also in this relationship. So that person should definitely be someone you could like lean on and talk Mm -hmm. to and like work through things with. And I'm finding that to be like more and more true as I just like open up. Yeah. But if you don't, it, the other person is like, I don't know what the fuck your problem is. Right. They have you to let them be your partner. Like literally your partner. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yes. Partner. 
She just, just realized what that word meant. Well, communication <laughs> is communication is key in any relationship, right? Whether it's working relationship, you have a, a part, you know, someone you work with in the teaching space, Glenn, that you're about to enter. You're going to be working one on one with someone every single day. So mm-hmm. you need to make it very clear what you need. You also need to be receptive to what she might need. Um, but that's a working relationship, relationships, friendships. Like you have to be, you know, constantly communicating. That's a, that's a rough subject right now, I think. The friendships. Mm. Wouldn't you agree, Glenn? Well, what you about to say, Glenn ain't the only one. <laughs> I've had to break up with a friend. Okay, speak on it. I mean, there was this girl, we grew up together, best friends our whole life, and then she just became an asshole. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> I will it say it's easier uh actually that's not true. I was gonna I was about to say it's easier to break up with a friend than it is with a guy for me. Mm. But that's not true. I take it back. It's just a different thing that happens like you take you accept a lot more well, i don't know you all can uh, chime in but i think mm. you might accept a lot more of a man's foolishness than from your friend you kind of yeah. expect a lot from there your was friend. a meme i think i sent about yeah. that someone yep. being like hold your man to the same standards that you hold your friends yeah that's popping because like we yep. like things that we go through with like romantic relationships if our friends did that shit, like being flaky or like, yeah, you'd be you digmatized. Know, yeah, you'd be like, right, fuck her. But like, your man does it, and you're like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> I'll just wait. Right, and it's maybe something like, especially if it's a long term friend, you take that for granted because they've always been there. Versus yeah. like, men seem to be this thing, or like your partner, however, men, women, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, they, like your significant other seems to be this thing that you're constantly like waiting for to enter your life well not like actively waiting right but, but no, so then once it. you like snag one you gotta like <laughs> hold it <laughs> versus yeah. like you always know you could call your girl and she gonna pick up but she might not she might not yeah she might not shit might change um but i mean at the end of the day i think sometimes friendship dynamics have to change so you can like walk into your own light hmm Kind of. And just be a more of independent person. And that's why, like, I was talking to a friend of mine about Sade moving to San Francisco. And they're like, oh, my God, aren't you so sad? And I'm like, yeah, but. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think I don't that. fuck. <laughs> we're going to talk all the time. Right. And right. in the same way that, like, if you were to move to L.A., you would extend your network. I feel like my yeah. network is going to be extended via Sade. I kind of like, think you I think need it's to so move interesting to, LA. to have friends in <laughs> other cities. We'll be, like, right? an hour away from a flight, or, like, I'll come down to L.A. for a weekend. You'll come up to San... Oh, this could be Cayuse. <laughs> All right, Plan E. Yeah, I might, might do e. it. Not Plan E. Well, th- it's my Plan E in my course, but it could be, like, your Plan C. C. Probably Plan C. <sighs> I need to have Plan A and B first. But whatever. Back to you and your friendships. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um, you know, Shade and I were also talking about this earlier that when we were younger, people used to always be like, oh my God, you have so many friends. Blah, 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 blah. That shit starts to be like really overwhelming. And Shade's favorite phrase, keep your circle small and your star wide. Circle small, star wide. What your... does star wide mean? Okay, so I'll just break down the whole saying. Oh my God, circle small, star. S-M, 
SW. I love a fucking accent. <laughs> yeah, but like in retail, it's really bad. Um, okay, <laughs> so your circle small is like your like key people. So like that might literally be like one person. I'd say like max three. Three. You know, like once we start getting to four, like who starts becoming a star? Star wide is like this network of people, and like I like to say the star because the star has like all different points, <laughs> but they don't have to like connect the way a circle has to. You know what I'm saying? Wow, you thought about this. I've thought about this was a high ass thought, right? <laughs> so now you have like your work friends on one point of your star. You have like your home friends, your college friends, like every kind of friend group gets a point of the star. Mm. And while you guys are super close, it's not like every single day you're speaking or every day you're totally connecting, but like you have a relationship and you have like a network and it's a nice star and like you're in the middle. Isn't mm. that cute as fuck? No, I love that. I think it's cute. <laughs> Chelsea's pensive about the star. For that I, to sink in, like, I would think. you like it to be like a rhombus? No, I think it's cute, but I also think you then shut out other people that you may be more compatible with. And it goes back to the... Let me explain what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so not it, dating you. It, yeah, but but I feel like sometimes we hold on to friends because we've been friends with them for the longest. And you're actually not even compatible with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've just okay. known them the longest. Right. And they were your, in your circle. Right. They were your circle person. But then you might meet someone in your star you know, a point in your star and you're like, actually, this person is really should be transitioned to the circle you and that circle person yes. should be a star. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. Girl. Also, I just don't believe in the circle period. Like this is something I tell my students all the time when they come in with that best friend, best friend shit. Granted, they are five and six, um, but that puts so much pressure on a relationship why can't you just have friends? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Like, just have friends. Like, your core people are your family at the end of the day. Mm. Ooh, um, everyone else word. is their friends. And, like, you love them and you care about them. But they're friends. That's how I see it. Because I've seen best friends, like, bosom buddies become enemies. <laughs> so that best friendship is nonsense to me. I love bosom buddies. Well, I think it's different, though. Okay, yeah. so I definitely have my family. And, and I have had, like, talks with Glenn about this and that I'm, like, some things I might not communicate as openly that like Glenn might communicate to me, but that's because like I've already kind of like molded over with like my sisters or my parents, right? But you do have a, like friends do see a different side of you. Like my parents don't know all the ins and outs of like the shit that I do. And my even my siblings don't know all the ins and outs of all the shit that I do. So you have that friend that's like, no, like I know the raw, real deal of the situation. And they're kind of like your go-to person that you know you can just like talk everything through and you don't get that same, okay, they're definitely judging you. Everyone judges you. But you're not getting that same judgment as like your mom being like, you were doing what in the alleyway? And then she said, the alleyway. hey, 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 I'm just saying, I wasn't doing it in the alleyway, mom, because I know you might listen, but (laughs) like somebody else might have done it in the alleyway. I'm just saying. I mean, I guess, I guess I feel you, but just my life experience, I had a very close best friend and we were best friends for a very long time. We grew up with each other. Like we were friends before we had breasts and periods and like we're even interested in boys and then just things change. And and because I put so much pressure, not pressure, but I valued that relationship so much, I think I might have not neglected, but not given other relationships a chance Mm -hmm. and not put water and planted and grown other relationships as I should have because I was so focused on that best friend 
And then when that best friendship ended, I was very devastated, mm. probably technically depressed, and I didn't even know it, know it at the time. Um, but I, so now in my life, I'm just like, are we friends? Yes, no, whatever. Hmm. You're my friend or you're not my friend. You're my friend or my acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But again, but every, every friend serves a, a purpose. Learning. Yeah. Is it, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> the same shit at the same time. We are changing. <laughs> no. Um, something that I think is really interesting and important to get into is that it's okay to have like different friends and, and, and the friendship can end and a new one can begin. Um, I probably didn't handle certain situations myself in the most mature way with like friendship breakups that I've had. But, like, you live and you learn. And I think that, like, you shouldn't feel bad because, like, you're changing and the person's changing. You just should be considerate of the other person's feelings and, like, just go about it in the most mature way that you can at the time. And Mm -hmm. that's really what it is. But you're going to have, like, friends will come and go for sure. But you should definitely just try to, you know, be there for that person in that time. And if it's not working out, like gracefully bow out if there is any way to do that graceful i mean yeah it's it's so tough though (laughs) um it's so tough because we were just talking about how like your 20s excuse me you should be selfish um think about yourself grow as a person do all the things you want to do but at the same time and and this is coming from my teacher brain You still live in a community. You still live in a society. So you have to, you really have to, all right, I guess you don't have to. You could be a selfish person your whole life, but you should think about other people around you too. So it's a hard balance. Like, yes, you have to take care of yourself and take care of your own feelings, but a part of living in a society is also taking care of other people and other people's feelings, especially if you considered someone your friend. That's true. That, like, perfectly transitions to our... What would you do if it's over that home? I get oh. low with the bedroom floor because he's hungry. hungry. And the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man Chelsea, for a little bit of money. you're only supposed to do like a snippet of it. I can't help it. The Beyonce comes out and I'm oh. just like, Ugh. And then she, we just fucking ear Michelle Girl, going. what's the text? I know I am Michelle. I am the weakest link <laughs> of, of this, of the, of the singing trio. I okay. own it. So I feel like it's. Only my friends that have some like fuck ass shit going on. So you, need you to, like, have a fucking star. You got mad friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I recently got a text from a friend and this is like a kind of like friend to friend situation. Long story short, she intervened with another friend in regards to uh, a young man, which is all already like red flag, red flag. What? Like, don't do it. Wait, wait, wait I'm confused. I'm going to explain. Okay. So I'm trying to give you the backstory so you understand the text. So what happened is home girl is like at a party and dude is there. They're on Instagram. You see all the videos and stuff. So everyone's like, Oh, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? So now she texts her friend basically being like, girl, I heard that he is seeing someone else. Mm. So now the friend goes and asks the young man, like, are you, are you with someone? Because, like, you have me out here looking stupid. We were all in this party, kind of, like, boot up, boot up, boot up. And 
now I'm getting a text from my friend saying that you're seeing someone else and they're all in the same school circle within that like HBCU Atlanta and you know you can kind of drill it down so it's small I'm so confused I'm now, confused. homegirl is like I asked him if he was seeing someone and he said no so now her friend is upset with her saying you're gonna believe him over me wait okay so the uh, there's a, two people in a relationship person a and b yes a is a girl b is a boy yes c is, is friend. a's friend yes girlfriend sees them on instagram boot up in the club in the club in a party and mm-hmm. hears through the grapevine that he has a girl oh so she's looking on the videos and all of the gram is like oh she went home boy blah 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 right. and then somehow it the grapevine tells so her that he has a girl and so she asked me how I would reply to her friend basically being like, you're choosing his word over my word. Gotcha. Or you're taking his word over my word. Oh. That's always hard. I'm believing my friend always. 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 Why would you always. lie? I don't know these niggas. I just met him. What? Yeah. Always believing my friend. Fuck out of here. She's also been <laughs> friends with this guy in a way. Like, she knows him. But the friendship isn't as close as the other guy. But basically, nah. okay, so you guys are saying, like, you would would you have even asked the guy if he was seeing someone and told the friend, like, oh, I asked him and he said he's not seeing someone? Probably, maybe, yeah, casually. Prob- yeah, I would probably ask the guy and be like, my friend, I wouldn't say her name to keep her out of it. Right. Um, Was... My friend said that you were seeing someone else. Please just be honest with me. He says no. I would tell my friend. So I I would let her know. I spoke to him. He said no. How did you come about your information? Mm -hmm. Just try to figure it out. Now she's like, well, I'm best friends with his girlfriend. You know, that's Mm -hmm. all right. Then then I believe you. But if it's like I heard from somebody else and then da 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 da. Then that Ooh. there might be some loss in translation. That's basically the situation. That's it's like some point. grapevine shit. So now she's looking at her sideways, like regardless of where I got the information, you're gonna take his word over mine. No, but mm. but you could get your information. I I might not trust your source. Yeah, she shouldn't take that personally. She didn't take that personally. Well, this is the complication. What would you do if you if the girl if the girl's <laughs> sure that the dude is cheating on her and her friend doesn't want to believe it, then she just gotta let. I don't know. Let her girl do what she gonna yeah, do. Don't take make- it personally that she's gonna go with the dude. Sometimes your friends make crazy mistakes in relationships and you tell them time and time again and they don't listen. Right? I told her, drum roll, I was like, if your friend is in her feelings, there's something else going on behind that because why would she get so frustrated over the situation? So I said, you know, keep seeing old boy, you know, keep him on, you know, Watch him That's afar. Good you know, put the hand out. Keep him yeah. from afar so you can see what's going on. But also, like, you need to work on this friend because it seems like something really sus is going on there that she would jump to be so upset so quick. So maybe mm. there's more to the story. Interesting. But in this situation, I was like, don't take either person's side. Like, you got to be a little selfish in this one. So that yeah. was my advice. Good advice. Good advice, uh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Should I just go on my own and start an advice column? Okay. <laughs> so, speaking of that, uh, this week's Black Girl Doing Shit. Black Girl is Doing Shit. Shannon Boudram, who y'all know I'm obsessed You love her. She literally gives me my daily word. Like, 
at in terms of advice. Like she's Wait, a sex YouTube and relationships. Oh, yeah, she's a YouTube page vlogger. Vlogger. Uh, her name on YouTube is Shan Booty, and she gives a lot of relationship advice. Um, she's a sexpert, but she also does these like very candid blogs about her life, and it's very interesting to go back like two years and see her in a fucking rut like her hair was not looking like she just glowed up for one she glowed mm. up she moved into a new apartment wow. fly ass shit she's got all these new opportunities when like two years ago she was dead ass crying on camera about living in a like a uh, bed bug infested apartment Ooh. not having no job fucking with fuck boys all this stuff and she documented this whole thing so it's been like so beautiful to watch her journey and she's still very real about the fact that she's still everything is not perfect wait um, i want i want her to come on this i wish i would fan can you hear us out can you hear us she's so incredible and uh gives really thoughtful advice as well isn't so. she in an open relationship because i just yeah she is her an up. open relationship okay and it was like all your questions about our open relationship yeah, yeah. oh my god Actually, that would be a yeah. major, major dream for her to come talk to us. Uh, How dream. do we find her? Just, just tag her. I mean, we probably got to uh, pay a booking fee, but I'll, I'll reach out. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, we, we about it. Hey, Shan. Uh, well, anyways, thank you all for spending time with us. Thank you for using up a whole hour to listen to us muddle through life and figure it out. Um, if you have any good text or anything happening in your, sc- in your group chat, Please email us at blackgirlstexting at gmail.com. I am Chels Pinky. I'm Glenn at Bedstybrat. I'm Shade at Ramsey. Also, make sure you follow us at Black Girls Texting on the gram. Yeah. We post about all types of shit, our inspo, fitspo, just people looking sexy, <laughs> all types of good stuff. So yeah. And if out. you're not a black girl texting... Come on the show. Maybe we could use another perspective. Some white girls texting. What y'all texting about? <laughs> black men. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, men black- texting. Oh, Ooh. All of it. Yeah. Damn, this kind of sounds like a, like a, we could do some speed dating for Glenn. Sounds like an orgy. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, who could come on the show? The black men, the Asians? Bring them on. <laughs> okay. Well, thank <laughs> you right. for listening. Oh, God.